Good morning. Good to be with you this morning, and hopefully you'll say that when we're done this morning. Huh? Uh, it is good to be here in, in uh, this uh, day after Christmas, which is um, kind of scary. You know, I, I think we, uh, we most people are done with their partying for the year, gifts and food, get-togethers. So what's next? Have you thought about that? What is going to happen this afternoon or today and, and tomorrow and the first of the year? Um, exercise? More exercise? Guys, you have to get up early in the morning, come play basketball. Okay? Um, I, I, diets and things like that. What's next for you in your relationship with Jesus? Be a builder? Let the living Jesus give you sure footings, um, strong cornerstone to live a strong life for him. Thinking about that, let's uh, look at the text this morning in First Peter, the second chapter, <clears throat> beginning in with verse 4. And I'd ask you to stand as we read First uh, Peter 2, 4 through 8. The living, <clears throat> excuse me, and coming to him as a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious stone. And he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected has become the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And to this doom they were also appointed. Heavenly Father, uh, these are your words. You have laid them out for us today. And I pray that you would help us to accept the words and to apply them, Heavenly Father, to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew Henry says, Christ only is the foundation and head of the church of God. I believe we're in a time in the world today where it's time to get off the fence and start focusing on what God is calling us to do as a church. And as we look at these these verses, as we look at the living stone is Jesus, Jesus is that living stone, the cornerstone. The cornerstone is the most important Um, part of a stone building. Uh, Webster's Dictionary says, a stone which lies, excuse me, at the corner of two walls and serves to unite them. Specifically, a stone built into a corner of a foundation and of an important edifice as the actual or nominal starting point in the building. The cornerstone is the stabilizer in that building. Um, one of the things that I've learned in these last few years uh, with our grandson uh, coming to our house 
is that there's a difference between the kinds of building blocks that there are. Um, if you've ever had uh, sat by Ezra, which is here today, there he is, um, he, he, likes, he gets excited when we're building blocks. And if he's in his high chair, when that high chair starts going like this, it, these blocks don't last, right? They don't last. But this one does. And I would like to say that this, this is, represents Jesus, the cornerstone, can hold us together. In order for these, I could, yeah, you know, they probably fall apart if I dropped them, but, but otherwise, they're solid. And you, in order to get them apart, you have to pull them apart. And I believe that's true with us in, in our relationship with Jesus, okay? Um, that, that, that I think that these, this kind of foundation that we had here with these blocks maybe represents people that are religious, People that that um, that that uh, uh, want to live on uh, go to heaven on good works, but I believe this represents people <clears throat> that are willing to come to Jesus, let Him be that solid cornerstone in their spiritual walk with Him. Um, the living stone, Jesus is the true living stone and choice. Uh, precious in his father's eyes. The living stone has been rejected by men. This rejection is not taken lightly. Men examine, talking about the people of the world, <clears throat> uh, they examine this Jesus. In general, they disallow, they reject him. After close examination, they slight him. They dislike him because if they followed him, they would have to give up control of their lives to him. And they don't want to do that. They want to live their lives the way they want to live it, not the way somebody that they don't see asks them to live it. And yet, even though we oppose him, the world opposes him, the unbeliever opposes him, he still is standing there. He says, come to me, from Matthew eleven twenty-eight. come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. On you and learn of me, for I'm gentle and humble. You find rest for your soul. Jesus is there. That loving, that loving Jesus does not um, push people away. He calls them to himself. Even those that, that right now are saying, I don't want anything to do with you, God. Jesus said, come. I, I'll accept you if you come. Uh, Acts 4, 12, excuse me, 4, 11 and 12 says, and the stone which was rejected by you, the builder, the builders, excuse me, but which became the chief cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else. They're talking about Jesus here, that cornerstone. For, for there is no other name under heaven and given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the key, and we'll talk more about that as we go this morning. Remember that God's eyes, uh, guys. Jesus is the precious, the most important link between God the Father and you and I. In Isaiah 53, uh, we usually talk about Isaiah 53 during Lent, but verse 53, chapter 53, verse 3 says, He was despised and forsaken of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. This is the one that we reject. In it, Yet in general, this we are, he is despised and rejected. Um, asked 
uh, to give a, um, a number of years ago, 1994, I'm pretty sure it was the spring of 94, I was asked to give a commencement address in, in, in Park River where we were living at the time. They, they had a, uh, they gave, they asked pastors in the community, it was actually a baccalaureate slash commencement exercise, and it, we, we got 13 minutes to speak, okay? But you can say a lot in 13 minutes if you, if you spend enough time paring it down. But, but I was asked, a new administrator had come in, uh, the principal, and, uh, and he asked me if I'd speak because our oldest son, Eric, was graduating. That's one of, one of the things we got to do. If our kids were graduating, we got to be the speaker, which was both good and bad, but that's what it was. And, and I said, can I say what I want to say about Jesus? He said, no. And I said, okay, I'm not going to speak. But I said, before I give my final answer, speak to the superintendent. Because I knew what the superintendent was going to say. And, I, and, and, and he was a Gideon. And, and he's, he had told me before that we're going to continue to let the pastors preach the word, teach the word, and gradu- graduation until somebody stops us. So that's why I said, go talk to the superintendent. I got to speak, but I wouldn't have spoken <clears throat> if I couldn't share Jesus that morning. Um, it's, it's interesting, <clears throat> as we look at the living, the living stone, it, it, I I had a little hard time with the living stone. I picked a lot of rocks in my day, and I've never heard a stone say anything. Marv, have you? No, no. They're dead. But this miracle that Jesus is a living stone, he he is is, um, God. With God, all things are possible. And yet we know that we, as individuals, are like a normal stone, dead and our trespasses sins. That's what Ephesians 2, verse 1 tells us, that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And yet we have this living stone, this one that God has created and that he wants us to be as living stones in our lives and being usable by God. Um, It's not in and of ourselves that we're able to do anything in God's kingdom, but it's God empowers us to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, <clears throat> secondly, this morning, we're going to look at the living stone received. And that, of course, is talking about the invitation to receive Jesus <coughs> and to live for him. Either you are a living stone or you're a dead stone, which is kind of an interesting thing to say, but you're lost, thinking about sp- spiritually. Living stones help build a church on earth. Um, <clears throat> empowered by Jesus. There is so much work to be done, um, and I believe so little time to do it. The other evening, uh, last, last Sunday evening, Jane and I were coming back, I believe it was last Sunday night, Sunday school pro- pro- program, and as we were tur- turned off Quantico Lane going towards our house, we started talking about the people that live there. People um, both sides of the street, and, and you know, it, 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 they don't seem to care about anything spiritual. Um, you know, talk to them about it, and it's just like, and, and, and our hearts are saddened because I believe there's so little time for them to say yes to Jesus. Um, when you receive Jesus, he empowers you to be that living stone. <clears throat> Will you let Jesus... Be your power. I think about Acts 1.8. Uh, 
Um, um, I better read it. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witness in both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. That word power, I don't know, you've probably heard this a hundred times, but it kind of jumps out at me because that word power is, is, is the word in which where we get the word dynamite. So, so he wants to give us the explosive power in able to share the word with others. Jesus says in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we could, we could read that, I am the only way, I am the only truth, I am the only life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus tells us very plainly throughout Scripture <clears throat> that we have to go through him to get to the Father. <clears throat> I'm sorry <clears throat> for this frog in my throat here today. Um, I, I found out as uh, going through life, it's not easy for people to surrender to Jesus. And I found out that, that so more often than not, people are afraid of talking to other people about Jesus. I found out in my life, if I don't intentionally each day ask the Lord when I wake up to prepare someone for me to share with, that's not going to happen. It just won't happen. I think about a number of years, I think about six years ago, Five, six years ago, a graduate of University of Minnesota came to uh, our Bible school, now it's Bible college, and, and, and as, as he went through that first year of Bible school, his heart started uh, yearning to go and share the gospel with the people that he'd gone to the college, university with. So he, he brings a couple of his friends with, and they go to Dinky Town, and they start witnessing. They bring their, uh, and, and it grew and grew. So when I went with them one time, there's probably about 15 to 20 Bible school students, and we brought the cases of water because we'd give out water, trying to get it, get it into sharing the gospel with them. We'd take the water, and it said cases of water, literally, in front of, uh, uh, there's a store down there called Goldie's. It's right on the corner. And, um, and start talking to people. And I was way out of my element because I was, pretty old at the time, you know, I mean, 65 or what it was, and most of the guys were 18 to 20 that were, we were talking to, and it was late at night, because we got there about 11 o'clock at night, which is beyond my bedtime already, and we didn't get home till 3 o'clock in the morning. But, we had the privilege of sharing the word of many College students, some were some were positive, some were not. But but I think I think about that same that same verse Acts one eight, the power he longed to give us to share the word with with those people who were inebriated. Okay, vast majority of them were, and yet they were willing to listen. Um, and 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 when I think of Acts one eight, the power there's that other word to be witnesses. You know what that word witnesses means? To be martyrs. Are we willing to be martyrs for Jesus? And, 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 and martyr means death. Are we willing to die for him? 
even going to the university and sharing the gospel. One thing it taught us that we were to ask questions. We don't argue with, well, we shouldn't with anybody. We shouldn't be trying to reason out, but we are to ask questions and expect the Holy Spirit to do the work as we're witnessing to them. But it's that the living cornerstone, Jesus, is, is that solid rock where we go and we're, we know for certain that what we're sharing is accurate and true, and we can share it with them regardless of what they say. Are you willing to be a building block? Hopefully one of these and not one of these, okay? Um, but when, when we build on a sure foundation, Jesus, the kingdom of God, will be, will be built on earth. You who are believers are being built, it says here in the scripture, as royal priests, into the royal priesthood. Um, I, I looked at the difference between the, royal, the priesthood before and after Jesus. Before, there were three distinctives. One, you had to be uh, a son of Aaron or a tribe of Levi, okay? And then the distinctives were they had direct access to God, these priests, at appointed times, they went into the Holy of Holies to verbally communicate with God. Secondly, the priests represented the people of Israel to God. They brought offerings to God for the people. Priesthood afterwards, after Jesus, all believers are being built in the Holy Priesthood. They have, we all have direct access to God. We don't have to go through another human being. We can go straight to him um, in, in, in the once-for-all sacrifice, Hebrews 10, tell, 10, 10 tells us that we, it is a once-for-all sacrifice. Um, it isn't uh, sacrifice all the time for sins. Jesus took care of those sins, that perfect sacrifice. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 21, it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in the last times for the, for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him, God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. You who are believers in Jesus have 100% direct access to the Father. You do not need an earthly priest to declare your sins are forgiven. The Word of God tells us in 1 John 1 night, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's done. It's over with when we confess our sins according to the Word of God. My response is praise the Lord. What's your response? Are you using the chief cornerstone to build your life on today? Are you, or are you hanging on to religion, good works? I hope not. Thirdly, this morning, the living stone rejected. We've already talked about the living stone being rejected by the world. The rejection started really in the Garden of Eden. The, um, Adam and Eve thought they knew better than what God, that God had told them to do. Uh, the, world, uh, the world asks a question. 
uh, as Pilate did, what is truth? I, the world can't handle the truth because, because it, it destroys what they want to be. John, um, John 3, verse 19 tells us, This is a judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than light, for their deeds are evil. That's a picture of who we are. The people not only reject Christ, but they stumble over him, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Um, Isaiah 8.14 tells us that. Paul Cedar in, 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 in a commentary says, to every human being, Jesus is either, will either be the chief cornerstone, the very Lord of his or her life, or he will be the stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. We cannot be neutral concerning Jesus. To ignore him is to reject him. Today people talk about God, but um, the name of Jesus comes up. Many are offended or they turn the other way, are very uneasy. I think about visiting with a neighbor, and, and every time we get to Jesus, it's, it's, the subject is changed. And that's the way it is. Stumbling, um, the stumbling comes from being disobedient, it says here in, in these verses, to the Word of God. People loved darkness rather than light. The Word is... Um, the word is too pointed for a lot of people. It says in the word that, that the habit of lying, liars will end up in hell. And that's really a tough one to think about because, because it seems today if we don't, we, nobody wants to believe, say the truth. The truth changes. They talk about the truth. It's truth for me and it's maybe not truth for you, but it's truth for me. That's a bunch of baloney because it either is truth or it is not truth. The facts bear it out. Most people don't and can't handle the truth because they know it condemns them. I want you to know that this book that we call the Bible, which is the Bible, is the most accurate copy uh, copied over the, the uh, last 2,000 years. There's so much evidence to back up every claim, everything written in this book. Um, uh, why so much evident? Well, basically because people have been trying to disprove it for the last 2,000 years. And this evidence keeps coming up. People like atheist C.S. Lewis, he tried to, he tried to uh, uh, prove that it was wrong. He became a believer. Uh, Don Byerly, the um, uh, writer of Surprised by Faith in college, he was trying to prove the Bible wrong. Uh, J. Warner Wallace, who the junior high, or senior high kids are studying in Sunday school, he was an atheist uh, cold case detective. He tried to prove it wrong by using cold case methods. He's a strong believer today. Lee Strobel, who I believe was a, um, a uh, newspaper guy, tried to, just, tried to prove it wrong. He became a believer. I present to you uh, this last Sunday of the month, of the year, that the Bible uh, that that we we that was written back when it was written um, is truth. You cannot disprove it because it is is it's total truth. Second um, Peter one twenty one says, "For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, 
But man moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. A verse that tells us that the word of God that we have was man moved by the Holy Spirit. That was the words that were spoke from God. The question is before you. Do you believe what the word of God says or do you reject it? If you believe it, what's next? What's next? Are are you ready to be uh, in the building business? Are you willing to let God use you and grow his kingdom through you on this side of eternity? Are you ready to daily ask God to prepare someone so you can share the gospel with them? Remember, a, a cornerstone holds everything together. If you do not believe in this corner, precious cornerstone, the word says um, in verse 8 here that you'll stumble and they, those who are dis, disobedient to the word, their doom is sure. Dear friend, I, I would ask that you would consider Jesus today. Consider him if you have not, that you would that today would be the day of salvation in your life. And if you have... I praise the Lord that you are going to be, this next year, one of those living stones being used by Jesus to grow his kingdom. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I pray that you would help us to live for you today, not only live for you, but be willing, Lord, to tell others about who you are and that you are the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.